Dominic Toretto names his newborn child Brian. This is spoilers. This is spoilers. Hey, everybody. Um, <laughs> this is Jordan from uh, recording from Greensboro, North Carolina, right now. Uh, we are here to spoil Fast Eight: Fate of the Furious. Fate. Eight. Um, I don't even know what the actual official movie the title of the movie was. The Fate oh. of the Furious. The, the fate, fate of the Furious. Hmm. I actually read that it was stylized as F8 only in America because we're the only ones dumb enough to get that. We're the only ones smart enough to get it, you mean. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, we got a couple of people joining us. Uh, one newcomer tonight. Uh, let's go from... East to West, please introduce yourselves, where you're recording from, and uh, maybe like your favorite line or favorite part from the movie. All right. Well, I guess I go first. So I'm Kirsten, also recording from Greensboro, North Carolina. I can't pick my favorite line. This is one of my favorite movies of the franchise. Okay. Uh, My name is Mikey. I'm recording from Elkhart, Indiana. I got to say my favorite line is anytime Vin Diesel says family, uh, which is like (laughs) half of his dialogue. So... All of this movie is quotable. That's over half his words. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is Pappy recording from Denver, uh, Colorado. I'm going to read my favorite quote verbatim from uh, the IMDb quote section. Roman Pierce. Is that a torpedo? Hobbs, take the wheel. <laughs> Roman Pierce. What? Which is what I was thinking. Hobbs gets out <laughs> of the vehicle, drifts towards the torpedo, and grabs it with his bare hands. <laughs> that was definitely... <laughs> <laughs> my favorite part. <laughs> I I think my favorite line also happens several times, and it's anytime the Rock says "some bitch," <laughs> <laughs> he drops it so many times. Um, but anyways, I think that I'll need some help with kind of the lead up to this movie because I have not seen all of these movies in order. Um, Mikey, have you seen all of them? We've kind of discussed this off air, I think, but I've seen all of them, but. Again, these uh, the plot details are like so crazy in all these movies. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's kind of hard to keep up with. Uh, they're just okay. like bad guys who kind of save the world, and they're saving the world again this time. That's so fair. They're, they're kind of like a Suicide Squad. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> so I think on the the end of the last movie, I had to actually watch this to catch up on the series the other night. Um, kind of at the end of the last movie. Uh, Brian, who is Paul Walker's character, and his wife and kid. R.I.P. Kind of, yeah, R.I.P. They kind of abandon the life, as it were, and they kind of go off on their own, uh, leaving the rest of the gang to kind of fend for themselves. And I guess in the opening of this, we kind of the first act, I guess, is they are, what's their initial little... So it's yeah. Dom and Letty, and they are, what? writing and then they show up into their bedroom and they're talking about hey why have we never talked about having kids before why didn't we ask the question dom is vin diesel vin diesel right yeah dom is vin diesel okay the rock has some mission that he gets from the government and they're like oh if you fuck up on this like you're on your own and so they don't fuck up but at the end of kind of the mission dom goes rogue and he crashes the rock off of a cliff and So then the whole team does get caught, or no, the Rock gets caught. The rest of the team kind of drifts away. Um, 
And so The Rock is put in jail along with Jason Statham, the driver. Yeah. But prior to that, it's Dom and Letty, and they're in Mexico or, or somewhere. And he gets approached by that blonde girl. I can't remember her name at the time. Cypher. Yeah, Cypher. 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 Just Shirley Theron. And she has been following him the whole time that he's been on his, thun- on his honeymoon. That's what it's supposed to be. Right. But they're on vacation. They're on his honeymoon. And she's been following him. And she approaches him. And she shows them some video, and then they go on that mission. Some video, the audience doesn't see it, and then they go on the mission, and Dom fucks it all up. Right. He steals the... An EMP. The EMP, thank you. Nice call. What what did you guys think was on that video at the time? Because I was just trying to think of anything, and I was like, ah, I had no idea. (laughs) Uh, Vin Diesel's sex tape. Yeah. I'll say this, if you're into bald guys, you're in for a treat in this movie. All of the dudes are bald and so, could kick my I'm ass. I'm just going to say that I'm not a fan of The Rock. And I <laughs> love the Fast and Furious franchise. And The Rock is like my least favorite part. <laughs> Jordan made a comment that he thinks Vin Diesel looks like a thumb. <laughs> and then I was like, well, if Vin Diesel looks like a thumb, then The Rock looks like a thumb also. There like are, they're both just there big are several ass, thumbs bald headed men. Well, I think that's a completely <laughs> unfair characterization, Jordan. They both clearly <laughs> look like big toes, not thumbs. Um, but going <laughs> back toe. to what I thought was on this tape, I, this is the first Fast and Furious movie I've seen, so I had no context going into it. I've seen like the. Like honest trailers or like CinemaSins, like other YouTube parodies of this, but it's yeah. the first one I saw, so I had no idea. I would assume it was something with his family, but I, so that woman was his baby mama, who he's cool with. Kirsten, can you explain that to me? Yeah, definitely. So, um, in I can't remember if it's four or five. Letty <laughs> dies. We assume that she dies, and Letty is Dom's Vin Diesel's. She's his love affair. And so he assumes that she dies. And Fast Five, which I think we were watching the other night, he is under something that she's dead. She is um, an, a police officer in Rio de Janeiro. Her husband had been murdered. And so she was on a vendetta to, you know, get back at the people that had murdered him. And she ran into Dom. And they created this love affair. I'm Honestly, I'm sorry. I missed Seven. So I don't know what happened between them then. But I, I don't think anything... <laughs> was important but um in in five and six i think that they had a connection because letty doesn't come back until the end of six and um so they slept together they had a baby he didn't know about it so he finds out about it in eight for the first time that she had his baby because you see at the beginning of seven that she's trying to retire and get away from the fbi and that's when they have the big blow with jason statham and he rocks them both out of the building. I think that's the last part you see of her. Yeah. With her, her, her short haircut. So she goes from, like, long hair to, like, she has a like short haircut. <laughs> but then she pops back up in eight. So I was really surprised that they killed her off, honestly. She's kind of been out of the picture for a while. Um, and so they bring her back in with this vendetta baby. Yeah. I thought the scene with the baby was genuinely hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. With, like, him checking in, like, headphones, like, thumbs up. Woo! Wait, for the end? Yeah, I don't understand why he was listening to Alvin and the Chipmunks Christmas song, but whatever. 
So anyways, <laughs> we get Dom turns against the team, right. turned against his family, um, and the the team doesn't know why. Dom and Cypher, like the hacker lady, the blonde, uh, Charlie's Theron character, they're the only ones that know that he's got this kid, and they're basically flying in this hacker plane for the whole movie and dropping Dom into situations where he screws with his team and they don't know what to do. Um, man, that whole part is really blended together for me. It's just a bunch of action, action sequences as far as I'm concerned. Um, yeah, like the, the yeah. first... The first one, uh, uh, she, like, takes control of, like, everybody's car in New York and kind of, right. like, oh, is targeting yeah. a Russian guy. To get the uh, cuffs. I don't know. She's taking over, like, autopilot on a car. Which is kind all of these crazy. All these cars in the city block. And, like, yeah, to get, like, nuclear codes from a Russian ambassador or something. Dude, that was pretty sweet, especially the scene where they're all, yeah. like, backing out from the parking garage and, like, there's a rain oh, of yeah. cars coming down. Like, I thought that was one of the more creative visuals in the whole thing like that was pretty interesting i've never seen that before. yeah i agree that was cool also kind of scary yeah, it's that, pretty crazy it's like that like they're all obviously connected to the internet so what's to stop someone from potentially hacking that that uh system i guess if putin hacked the election he can hack my prius that's for sure <laughs> <laughs> it was great to watch the people that were actually in the car trying to like drive but she had hacked the car and so people were like jumping out and like running into people. Also, in the midst of this, we're introduced to uh, Cypher's kind of lackey, who is also from Game of Thrones, and it was physically upsetting to me to see him be a bad guy because he's like one of the coolest guys in Game of Thrones. Um, what do you guys think of his character? How do you pronounce his name? It's Christopher. She called him Rhodes. Okay. Have you? <laughs> oh, the actor's name. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Tormund Giantsbane in Game of Thrones? <laughs> Can we just call him Tormund? <laughs> sure. <laughs> but I thought his character was fine, serviceable. I don't think it... <laughs> I, I think if I was in his position, I probably would try and get away from like action stuff if I'm trying to set up a post-Game of Thrones career. But I also thought a lot of this movie's too is like how the cameos... like seeing Kurt Russell or seeing all these other people come back. So I thought it was serviceable. Mike, you said it was okay. Yeah, he's okay. I mean, he doesn't have a whole lot of lines. He's not like really doing any monologues or anything, but he's like the second Game of Thrones, second or third Game of Thrones person in this series. So wait, really? Who, interesting. Who are the other ones? Uh, the, one of them is like the hacker girl on like, in the like the Fast and Furious game. Yeah. It's like Ludacris and Tyrese's crush. She plays uh, uh, Daenerys's right-hand man and, yeah, or right-hand woman, yeah, I, I guess. The yeah. son? I don't know. Yeah, they're yeah, like fine over her the whole movie. Yeah. Hmm. Cool. Um, so, yeah, they're flying in this hacker plane. They drop Dom into, like, random situations and, like, have him steal the nuclear football from this Russian guy with her hacking help. They... Also, no, dude, that was so stupid because they're like having like a hacking battle. Like she's <laughs> counter hacking me so hard right now. <laughs> this, though. Look how fast I can type. Like it doesn't make any nice, sense. Nice move, like, but I can yeah. do this. <laughs> yeah, but... <laughs> Enter. <laughs> yeah. Control shift delete. <laughs> well, I liked the scene 
when he stole the codes, where they all block him and then shoot his car to, like, pull back on him. So it's, like, 5v1. Yeah, they all have him. They all like hitched to him. So it's like, okay, this is his team. This is someone that knows him really well. He's super smart. He's super fast, great driver. And, and they've figured out a way to corner him. <laughs> but yet he can still get out. Like that just blows my mind that he is still smarter than all five of his best team members. Including the rock. <laughs> no yeah. one's smart. And rock. like and his and his girl. Like he still flipped her with Tyrese, like made them both run into each other. Yeah, he's taking a lot of uh risks for uh still kind of trying to double cross this Charlie's Theron character. Putting yeah. his friends in a lot of danger. <laughs> <laughs> no joke. Flipping them and running them off the road and all sorts of stuff. He's double smart. He knows that those flips won't kill him. Yeah. <laughs> 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 he knows the airbag testing on all of those makes and models. Um, so, <laughs> so as the movie kind of continues, they end up in the Arctic, I believe. Right. They're on the ice. Yeah, they're in some snowy, icy environment. Um, driving on ice. Oh, what's that? Bad? Oh boy! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is like the last third of the movie. Right. There's so much to explain. I'm gonna need help with this. Do you? Does somebody want to take this, Mikey? You, you're fresh off the movie. Can you? Can you walk us through kind of the third act? Uh, so they're trying to get to uh, was it a Russian base, a Russian submarine base, trying to launch a nuke from the mm-hmm. sub. Correct. Uh, Dom was going there and he was going to emp the base because he just stole that uh in new york or wherever and then he gets on the base charlie's there and is hacking trying to trying to set off this nuke what else is going on yeah and, and his team gets there and they're trying to stop them from letting the nuke get into the water because as soon as the submarine gets in the water they're going to disappear forever right she's i think she's basically she has the nuke in the sub so that she can like basically hold the world hostage at that point because yeah. like, they can't track the sub very easily, I guess. Her mm-hmm. like motive of why she wants to take over the world, I thought was interesting. It was like, I want to hold people accountable for their poor decision skills. You can only Pretty hold like, one country accountable at once with one nuke, though. Right. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. I don't know. Her her whole like logic and reasoning behind. Uh, her motives i'm not sure if that checks out but at some point during this dom is able to escape from his car like kind of messes up on one of his missions and he pulls into a blocked alleyway and he escapes for a few minutes and starts talking to this english lady and that kind of sets the stage for him to turn back to the good side back to his team because the english lady that he talks to is actually jason statham's mom um, I don't know his character in the movie. And so she, like, sets in Deckard. motion. Deckard. Deckard. Rick Deckard. Deckard Shaw. <laughs> He's also a robot. Oh, wait. He's no. a replicant, <laughs> yeah. So that kind of sets in motion Deckard to rejoin the plot as well. So Cypher's got a lot of people kind of coming after her at once. Mikey, you want to keep keep it going here? Uh, yeah. For some reason, I thought Jason Statham's character was dead because it looked like Vin Diesel shot him. Because he got uh, fucking so. shot. There's no there's no reason to think he's not dead. Also, he's just back. <laughs> yeah. He got yeah, shot in cold blood. Yeah. There were just uh, there were slight grazes across the shoulder, apparently. <laughs> um, 
totally missed, um, which was all calculated by Vin Diesel and his master plan to get his baby back from Charlie's Theron, uh, literally in the middle of the sky, um, <laughs> by having Deckard fly on like a rocket or something, like a rocket, just wings, rocket wings or something. It looks ridiculous. I don't know if it's real or not. Yeah, he and his brother. Um, yeah, I don't know who that brother guy is. Owen Shaw. He's from. Uh, he was a bad guy from one of the previous movies. He's like in a coma in the last movie, I believe. Yeah, he's burned from like the prior movie, and he's an ICU. So Jason Statham uh, somehow gets on this private jet and uh, kills everybody on there, trying to save Vin Diesel's baby. And I don't know exactly what his plan is. His plan was to, I guess, hold the plane. The pilots hostage and then force them to land with Charlie Theron on there as well. I don't know. And then what's going on at the Russian base? So kind of after, after Deckard gets the kid, um, he kind of has him safe and Dom is able to kind of turn and he ends up killing, uh, the Rhodes character torment. Right. <laughs> and he kind of gets back with his team and he's in his car. Cypher launches a homing missile at him that he is able to like swerve away from, like just misses him badly twice. And then he ramps it's a up heat the side sinker. Of the... It's a heat sinker. <laughs> <laughs> he ramps up the side of the submarine and like flips around it so that the heat seeker crashes into the sub. Uh, so kind of screwing up however subs work. <laughs> um, <laughs> Susceptible to missiles. <laughs> the heat seeker does some damage. And then the, the subs like exploding and his team comes, Dom's team comes back and shields him from the blast with their car. <laughs> <laughs> Such an epic shot with the explosion, like, but they're just in perfect position, like, uh, uh, shotgun formation, yeah. <laughs> protecting a <the> quarterback. <laughs> well, before that, while they're in mid-chase over the ice, Roman, his character, driving the neon orange, what was it, Lamborghini? Yes. Whatever it was. He sinks into the water and Ludacris pulls him out <laughs> with the car door. And he's like riding along, holding onto the car door, getting shot at, and yet doesn't get hit. Like, that was crazy. Well, the hilarious thing about that scene is that this is literally the most important national security mission in the United <laughs> States. <laughs> and they're allowing these... This, a gang of rogues to just pick their own car, even if it's a Lamborghini with, like, front-wheel drive and no snow tires in Antarctica. Like, what? (laughs) Yeah, just put the most irrational car. Who among (laughs) us has not ridden behind a car in the snow on a car door as a (laughs) (laughs) Tanks were on the table! (laughs) A Lamborghini! (laughs) Um, sheesh. but the, th- so, the thing about the submarine, yeah. the submarine explosion, though, if you've ever seen the first one, it's a lot like the time he ju- in the end where he jumps in front of that uh, train oh, and beats yeah. Paul Walker's character. It's kind of like mimic the exact same scene just with the submarine. You're so right. everything has come full circle in the Fast and Furious series. Such yin and yang. Yeah. <laughs> Poetic. so uh cypher is able to escape she parachutes out of the plane uh they save the baby 
the driver saves the baby, um, and they they get their team back together. As with all Fast and the Furious movies, they end up at a family barbecue. Classic drinking Coronas. <laughs> um, <laughs> Is that a reoccurring thing for real? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah. They, they always end at the barbecue. Big on Coronas, especially. <laughs> wow. I, read, I read a Twitter thing. I read a Twitter article. Anytime Corona is featured in Fast and Furious, sales are up like 63% for the movie. 63%? (laughs) Yeah. I also read that Corona is not paying them. Or I heard it in in an interview that Corona is not like endorsing them. Or they're not endorsing them. Fuck, I'm drinking drinking Corona right now. (laughs) What the hell? hell? Happy phone to the trap. (laughs) How did that happen? Um, So yeah, at the barbecue, I think Dom kind of introduces the little baby to the family and everything and then appropriately names him brian after paul walker's character who is uh obviously the actor has passed away now um so kind of a a cool moment there um and yeah we end with another barbecue i don't know we miss any parts there i feel like we'd skim that quickly but the, the action scenes all kind of blend together for me, so it's tough to kind of parcel it out. I think that's about it. All right. Should we do yeses and nos? Please. Uh, let's go uh, east to west again. All oh. right. Well, I guess I'll go first. Um, I would definitely give this movie a yes. Um, of course, I'm a big fan of the franchise. I probably would rate my favorite as the first movie. Um, I'm not a big fan of maybe six and seven but I would probably rank this top three for me. You haven't even seen all of seven. No, that's true. Oh, what, are your top, what are your top three? So I'm a really big fan of one. Um, and then I know a lot of people don't like this, but I'm a really big fan of Tokyo Drift as well. Um, I don't know if that makes my top three. That's probably my fourth, but it's probably one, um, two, and then eight. Uh. I'll say this is uh, this is a yes, I guess. I mean, these movies are so ridiculous, but they're fun to watch. Um, my only complaint was that it's just really, really long. It's like it's longer than most most dramatic uh, Oscar nominated movies you're gonna watch. Um, but it is like all action, so I guess it goes by quicker. Um, but yeah, these movies are just like. Filled with corny one-liners, uh, but the action scenes are really great, so it's a yes. Yeah, I mean, just to build on, build on Mikey's point, it was really, really long. And it's honestly uh, a miracle. I, I'm thanking uh, Paul Walker in heaven that I didn't piss my pants during this movie. I was shaking. <laughs> and then when the movie ended, I, sp- I sprinted to the men's room, and, I, and it looked like in between fights at WrestleMania in there. It was packed full of dudes trying to piss out some beer. <laughs> that being said, it's a it's a soft no for me. This is my first step into the franchise. It's 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 ridiculous, but I genuinely laughed at things that were supposed to be funny, and the action is sometimes a little bit jumpy for me because we're getting too many shots of the people in the cars and not wider shots of the cars themselves. Like even if it's like CGI, it's still more interesting to me. But I wasn't mad that I saw it, and it's it could have been a toss-up, but it, I'll just give it a soft no. Um, but that doesn't mean I was left the theater angry in any way. <laughs> Patty, this is actually the first one you've seen? Like, you, Have you even seen parts of the other ones at all? 
Yeah, I mean, like I said, I've seen like the Cinema Sins and Honest Trailers. So, like, I'm familiar with the plot, and like, I know, I know the plots of all of the movies, but like, I okay. don't really think I'm going to be revisiting them. And the, the main thing I think <laughs> that I like this was that it's gonna, it's on a big screen, right? Like, this is yeah. a movie where if you're going to see it, like, it's way better to see it on the big screen because it's, it's just way more immersive that way, which is what this movie yeah. is all about. <laughs> That's fair. Um, ah, man. So for me kind of all the Fast and the Furious movies are almost a definition of like a, a hangover Sunday, like just turn it on TNT and like let their marathon of Fast and the Furious movies kind of take over. Um, maybe take a few naps and you wake up and there's more action all the time. Uh, they show these films one, on cable? Definitely. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Uh, I, mean, <laughs> I never knew that. <laughs> Dude, Tokyo, Tokyo Drift is on all the time. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. <laughs> um, Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, actually, I I felt like the even uh, I guess the car the car scenes were uh, normally at, or as is normal good, but some of like the close up fighting scenes, like the one uh, there's one early on with like the Rock and Jason Statham, and then even the one later on with Jason Statham when he's saving the baby, I felt like they're moving the camera really fast, like almost to the point where it's blurry. Um, and so it was really tough to follow for me. So I kind of just like that. Uh, we did get a few good rock song bitches though. Um, I think I'm also going to have to give it a flaccid. No, just because I wouldn't like recommend somebody to see it, like to pay money to see it, but it'll be like, it's, it's going to be a good cable movie. Um, so I think we're split on that. A couple of yeses, a couple no's. I'm mean? sensing some tension yes. in Greensboro, North Carolina. It sounds like the room got really I'm, heated I'm right getting, there when that no came out. <laughs> I'm getting a look, a big look right now. Well, I guess, of all well, the things happening in the, North like, Carolina. The story more versus the, the action. Because that's what I didn't like about like five and six is the action was a little too over the top. But I thought they did a good job of the storyline in this one. I didn't like how they brought back like just like a ra- this random girl from a few movies ago and like oh you have a kid now and like let's hold that against you also there's only so much you can do with a story about a couple of thumbs to make it interesting <laughs> <laughs> so much for getting the rock on the podcast <laughs> friend of the show friend of the show <laughs> we love you rock <laughs> please come on <laughs> um but yeah i i think that'll do us for F8 of the Furious. Um, anybody have any parting words? Well, I can just give us the plugs real quick. If, if you'd like to email us, it's podcastspoilers at gmail.com. Our website is by the same name, podcastspoilers.com. And our Instagram, our podcast spoilers. Our Twitter is spoilers underscore pod. Uh, we have a phone number, but you can, you know our name, look up the number, like the Beatles said. Uh, I think that's pretty much it. The song you're hearing right now is Joshua Hensley of the Rutabaga. Thank you to him. Um, I was looking so hard for like a Young Guns reference in this movie, but I just couldn't find it. So that's too bad. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, we (laughs) audience is really gonna miss out on that. that extra content.